Please listen carefully. And now, live from the Arboretum in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two droids that someone's probably looking for, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today we are at Order 66 Toys Expanded Universe at the Willow Bend Mall in Plano. So cool. And can you believe who's sitting at the table with us? I so, well, first of all, what's going on here is it's a movie night. Order 66 is hosting a movie night and we're watching episode two. Attack of the Clones. Yes. And why are we watching episode two? Because there's a special guest here to watch it with us. Nalini Krishan. Yes. Hi. <laughs> also known as Barris Afi in the movie, you were a Jedi. Yes, I Man. was. <laughs> How that that is the coolest thing ever. It's, it's honest really to goodness is. sitting next to a Jedi. It's yes. amazing. Yes. Thank you for sitting down with us. Yes, oh, you're indeed. welcome. Thank Thanks. you for having me. So, Order sixty six toys. What do you think of this place? To us, it's really neat. Well, you know, I actually was lucky enough to be invited over to Dallas by Jeff about five six years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, his store was very different back then. He had a very tiny store. And I just went to his other store. I believe it's, where is that store? It's in Fairview Town Center. Town Center, yes. Went there yesterday. It was very big. And then I came in here and I thought, oh, my goodness, it's like an art gallery. I know. Right? There's so much cool stuff in here. We're looking at, there's a French Return of the Jedi poster. Mm -hmm. I believe that's French over there. And there's a behind you, there's a German uh, Star Wars poster. I mean, They're all for sale, too. So I know. <laughs> I know. It's very impressive and very unique stuff, stuff I haven't seen in other places before. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's very impressive. Oh, great experience for fans. And oh, yes. I mean, we're here for movie night, but the first question I have for you is, like, you're on the other side of it. You're part of the whole legacy. You're part of that world, which is amazing. What's it like for you to come to these events and be among the fans? Well, you know, it's always about the fans. If it isn't for the fans, there is no, you know, popularity and character. There is no movie. It's the fans that really make it. Yeah. I mean, everything is about the fans. But I just really enjoy the warmth and the love that I'm invited to when I, when I you know, come into the store. I come in for signings. Just how kind everybody is and how happy they are to see you. And just that energy and that vibe that they give out about, oh, my goodness, you know, your character. And they, like, really support you. Not just support your character, but support you as the actor. I think that's an amazing experience. Honestly, it's one of the best experiences I've ever had. And I'm actually very fortunate to have that because not everybody does get to do that. Yep. So I feel very blessed and fortunate that I do get to do that. But it is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So we've done a lot of research of the old interviews. We won't ask you all the same old questions. <laughs> okay. But we do. There are some things that you've said. And one of the interesting things, and I noticed over here around the corner there, I don't know if you saw it, but there is a picture from an Ewok adventure. Oh, yes. And I understand that that might have been a gateway for you into the Star Wars world, the Ewok adventures. Yeah. I mean, it was the Ewok adventures and it was the three, the, the th- obviously the original three. Yeah. And it had to be Darth Vader. I mean, Darth Vader was a very unique character that really stood out in my in my mind as a child mm-hmm. because he was so mysterious yeah. and no one knew what he was. I didn't know if he was a human or not as a child. Yep. And then the Ewoks, because I'd never seen them, and I was like, are they real or are they not real? Are these creatures alive somewhere? Can I go and meet them? But I was just 
I just the mischievousness of an Ewok. I think I related to that as a child. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. And uh, I just yeah, Ewok Adventures would probably be. I'd probably say would be top of the list. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm a big defender of the Ewoks because I was. Uh, oh, geez, how old was I, Mikey? When I think like eight or something when they showed up. Nine. You're ten. the one that knows your age. I was. I was, I was <laughs> a little. I was just the right age for when Ewoks showed up in the movies. Mm. That when any anyone. Anyone who kind of gets on Ewoks, I, I get a little upset because I'm like, I love Ewoks. They were my, <laughs> my favorite action figures and everything. I Very loved, cute. I love Ewoks so much. Yes, yes. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to do one of my favorite things, which is in the movie, you get to use a lightsaber. Yes. Did you get to train for that? Was that skills you innately had? Oh, I wish I was just born with those skills, honestly. Um, no, I actually trained with Nick Gillard. Oh, nice. Day, yeah, he was pretty. He was very cool. And um, we didn't get a lot of time. We were on a very limited time schedule. <laughs> and they didn't really choose people that had the skills. I have a martial arts background. You know, I had studied karate and hapkido and all of that. But I'd never done any sort of sword fighting, anything like that. But you had studied karate and stuff like before the movie. I had done that like pretty much most of my life actually growing up. That's awesome. Then I went into dancing and sort of let go of the martial arts and that. But but we did try and train. And I have to tell you, it's so difficult to use because, you know, it looks very different obviously on set than what you see. Yep. And it was very heavy. And I just remember not being able to use my move my arms the next day because we'd been wielding it all day and doing these very awkward scenes. Even taking the photos were very awkward and they were very heavy. Um, and I literally thought I was doing a sword fight, you know, I, in the scenes that we were doing and the movements that he was showing us. But I'd say that the the best scene that we did, which I don't think we did very well in the scene, to be honest, because they did cut it out. In fact, they cut out most scenes. But I might have done well, actually. But uh, it was a tandem fight with me and Mario Yaya, who plays Illuminari and Dooley. Nice. And tandem meaning you're doing that fight. You're fighting the droids, but you're fighting backwards. And you're mm-hmm. doing the same sequence, but back to back, oh. which is very heavily... Like it's a lot of coordination Mm -hmm. and it's virtually impossible unless you've practiced and practiced and practiced and we just didn't have the time nor the practice. But love that, love that scene. I think it would have looked amazing had it have worked out. Back-to-back lightsaber fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just on oh, yeah. paper, that sounds great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have heard tale that, like, you and McGregor, I think, is one of the people that says it, but when you're, like, doing the lightsaber stuff, they have to tell you not to make the sounds with your mouth. <laughs> was, was, was that a problem that you had, anybody around no, you? No, I was, I was heavily concentrating on trying to see that there were droids there and trying to remember my movements. That, I got you. You know, I wasn't even thinking about not making the noise, you know what I mean? But I get how that would be, you know, something difficult. <laughs> Now, we understand that you weren't allowed to take anything with you. Mm. Like, you know, like, I think Samuel Jackson got to keep his lightsaber. And <laughs> But if there was one thing you could ta- have taken with you from the set, what would you have taken with you? I would have taken the costume. Yeah? 100% taken yeah. the costume. And you can replicate any lightsaber. Yeah. But yeah. the costume is one of a kind. Yeah. I mean, it's very hard to replicate. It was very heavy. It was very unique. And I would love to have taken yeah. like the costume, yes. Well, it's custom fitted too, right? Oh, yes, of yeah. course. I mean, yeah. when I went in, I mean, before I'd actually, you know, I'm not sure if you're going to ask me this question, how did I get the part? But I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't audition. Mario Yaya had auditioned for it. Oh, okay. But they literally called me in and my agent said they want to see you. And I said, why do they want to see me? What, what am I doing an audition? She didn't say they want you for an audition, which is typically what they go. You've got a casting this time, this day. Didn't do that. She just said, I want to see you. I said, okay. So I went down to the studios and I was in like this place where there was all this material 
I was like, someone was like in a sewing room. And okay. I was like, okay, this is interesting. Literally went up and they go, hey. And then I saw this image of this character with this, you know, black hood, black skirt, brown belt. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. So they start fitting me out and they start referring to this character and the, and the image. And I'm like, oh, are you fitting me out for this? I said, yeah, this is your character. I was like, oh, well, no one told me that. I didn't even know what her name was, who wow. she was, that I even had the part, any of that stuff. It was like all a big surprise. And it really was like this unfolding. I don't think that I actually even knew who she was until close to the actual release. They really kept even that secret from the actors. We didn't know. Oh, wow. Didn't even know I had the part. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is great. But who am I? <laughs> But that mystery and stuff, that's so serendipitous. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have to say that's pretty, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, Bersafi, we know that the character got a arc in the Clone Wars. And, and I see your face. I know it's a little, <laughs> yeah. But it, it's kind of funny because our, our producer, Scott, he's like, yes, Bersafi was actually right. But, oh, yeah? What, what do you have to say? What of do you think course. about it? Of course. Come on. Yeah. Of course she was right. Yes. <laughs> For someone who was so incredibly loyal incredibly loyal mm -hmm. yeah. like you couldn't change this jedi's mind in any way shape or form for her to have done a 360 like that there had to have been a very strong reason why yeah. and they were corrupt and yeah. she knew they were corrupt yeah. and she wasn't going to just sit around and let it happen yeah. you know she had to do something about it so she was very justified in yeah. her actions in my opinion I mean, maybe she could have gone about things a bit differently, but I think that there maybe have, would have been no other way. Mm -hmm. She had to draw attention mm -hmm. to the, what was going on, and Absolutely. I think she did it very, like, with a bam, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those, <laughs> Big boom. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, and why are you listening to this podcast if you don't know, but basically, Barisofi went and just, she sniffed the Sith out, basically, mm -hmm. and was like, oh, look at, the only reason bad things are happening is because of us, and we're under the control of the dark side, mm -hmm. and you're not seeing it, and she, But it was right. <laughs> yeah, she was right, and unfortunately, the person leading the trial was the very guy who was doing it, so, <laughs> yes. the Emperor Palpatine. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> now, I know it, it's more often the case that actors, when they go to animated stuff, they don't usually use the same actors. They usually get voice actors. Was there ever any sort of conversation about you continuing the voice acting for that character or no? Honestly, I didn't even know she was going to be in the Clone Wars because we thought the character had died in the films. Yeah, okay. And it was evident when people asked Lucasfilms what happened that she had died. But then the story quickly changed. Well, it was still like a question mark about whether she really died. Gotcha. And I think they change characters, sort of, you know, what, what happens to characters to suit the storyline of whatever they're filming next, you mm -hmm. know, if they're doing live action or whether they're doing anime, the film, you know, they're not parallel storylines. One character can die in one, you know, in, say, the movie and, and be alive, very alive in, like, something else, like in the anime. Mm -hmm. So. I got you. Which I think is great, actually, yeah. 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 Uh, you do go to conventions. You do events like we're doing an event here, but this is not mm -hmm. the only event you're doing. Mm -hmm. Do people know Barris Afi? Do they come up to say, oh, you're Barris Afi? I think people, will they see her, but you go, oh, my goodness, this is your. I remember her from Clone Wars. Yes. That's the number one thing I get. Mm -hmm. And then I go, oh, yeah, no, I remember her from the film. I remember seeing her. I wish she had a bigger role because a lot of people knew her character from the book The Approaching Storm, which was yeah. like the prequel to episode two. Mm -hmm. So they already knew about her. So people do tend to recognize, if they're big Star Wars fans and they watch the other Star Wars universe and they're really into it, everyone knows Barisofi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's your most interesting fan interaction you've ever had? 
you have any funny stories or anything? Fan interaction? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. There's probably so many yeah. stories that I probably could not actually <laughs> even remember. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I mean, both good and bad. I mean, most of the experiences have been quite a lot of, you know, fun. I'm trying to think of a funny story. <laughs> it doesn't have to be um, funny. Just interesting. Uh, Does anyone wanted you to like sign their arm so they can tattoo over it or something? <laughs> oh like no. I've actually seen I've had fans actually come up and show me tattoos of Barisofi on their bodies, oh, which wow. I think is so cool. That's really cool. I was cool. like, wow, that's pretty cool. It's that's such cool. a distinctive look. Like you're saying the costume, that's the part you the prop you would take. Mm. I mean, it's like you see that character and you're like, that's a cool character with the Oh yeah, with the, the face uh, the tattoos. tribal tattoos. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean I Personally, I mean, you know, if tattoos could come off, I would have those on my face too, you know. <laughs> so ultimately we're a nerd podcast. So we always like to ask everybody because we know you've been acting and actors always have a, a little bit of nerd in them. Yeah. At least the, at least the right. theater nerd. Yes. So what's your little nerd seed? Where did that all start for you? Was it was it Star Wars? Was it something else? That- you know, it's really strange because it was two things. Growing up, I, I mean, I really didn't understand how TV worked. I remember looking for the people behind the TV mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was watching it as a child. I was like, where are these people? And I would be looking for them going, where are they? <laughs> Not realizing it didn't work that way, of course. Um, Bollywood films. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm of Indian descent, so my mother used to play a lot of Bollywood films. Mm-hmm. So I'd, like, watch these three-hour long films. And then horror films. There you for go. some reason, like me and one of my friends in primary school, we actually, from age 12, 11, 12, through to age, she was 11, 12, no, 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 12, no, I'm thinking that's high school. So <laughs> from like probably eight, age of eight through to about 12, we would literally reenact these scenes from Freddy Krueger because my mom would let me watch that kind of stuff when oh, I was wow. younger and had no problem. And mm. I found it amusing. I loved it. Yes. Wasn't scared. It was my thing. Mm-hmm. And we would reenact these scenes. And I think that my passion for like being in film grew from horror films ultimately mm. to the point where I'd love to actually, I'd really like to set my production company, you know, make horror films. Really like to focus on Wes Craven because I was a big fan of Freddy Krueger. There you go. People Under the Stairs, mm-hmm. Scream. I really liked the way he did horror films. He was very tasteful in his style, very different. Yeah. So, but that's really where my passion for acting came is because I was very fascinated by those horror films and to take something that kind of kept you on the edge of your seat, mm-hmm. to, you know, like you would kind of get sucked in and if you want to watch the next Freddy Krueger and the next Scream and People on the Stairs was just something out of this world. No one, I'm surprised there's no remake of that right now. You watch, there will be now. You summoned it. You said it. It's <laughs> I put it out. Happen. Yeah, no, it's going to happen, right? It. Yeah, so that's kind of where it all started from. That's awesome. We understand you like vampire stuff too, right? Oh, I do like vampire stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's what Mikey can get with you on that for sure. Mikey, do you like Buffy? I did like Buffy, actually. Yeah. I thought Buffy was pretty cool, the show. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing you're more of like a Lost Boys or. Um, I've seen The Lost Boys, but what was that show that was uh, that only just finished um, recently? Not True Blood. There was another one. What We Do in the Shadows? No, not What We Do. In- <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Uh, I'm waiting for the next season. Uh, yeah, me to, too. If it comes out. It's I excellent. thought that was hilarious. I, and they do it so well. I know. Um, that's a great one. But no, it was the, uh, the one with... Um, it's got those characters, like it lasts of like eight seasons. It's like a sort of like teenage sort of vampire. Oh, vampire Diaries? Vampire Diaries. Uh, I really like that. There you go. Yeah, I think they did that very well. Yeah. This yeah. is our vampire guy over but, here. But I like horror, but I also like fantasy. There you go. You know, when you think of, you know, fantasy, almost like Game of Thrones fantasy, mm-hmm. The Nevers, I mean, so that's a new TV, British Josh TV Wheaton. show, Irregulars, mm-hmm. like anything that's like kind of supernatural 
but you know fantasy almost like back you know back in time supernatural because you know things are meant to have been more supernatural several hundred years ago yeah all the ghost sightings and all, everything you if you have a sighting they say it's if it's like an old building that kind of thing there you go so yeah i'm into that kind of stuff cool. yeah <laughs> but you mentioned a production company can you give it tell us any more about that or no I'm, I'm actually sort of trying to work i mean look it is sort of in very beginning stages yep. it's something that you know you've got to sort of get together it's got to be that funding mm-hmm. i'm really working on a lot of back pieces and the backbone of a lot of the stuff I want to work on in the future. I'm working on that now in the hopes that I'll be able to set up all of that. But definitely making my own films is a dream that I've always had, being an executive producer, being a director, because then I actually have control over what gets made and I don't need to worry about the funding and, oh, we have to do it this way because the investors said this. And then there's this... You know, there's the red tape behind everything and then you've got a, there's an agenda. If you want to make a film and you have a vision, then you should be able to see that vision through without anyone controlling that vision, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you mentioned your mother used to watch the Bollywood stuff. Yes. And you've done some Bollywood things, haven't you? I had actually, when they were filming in Australia, I did a couple of Bollywood uh, movies just like did a bit of extra work on them and did a lot of dance scenes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were strange but funny at the same time I was yeah. like I can't believe I'm actually doing these so that's really cool yeah because where I live in Richardson there's a big Desi population there so oh yeah I, I've actually come across a lot of friends of mine and a lot of seeing a lot of the Bollywood stuff and it's it's really actually really fun to watch very colorful and all the dancing and oh. singing in it and oh yeah the thing that really got I had no idea how many they, they come in so many different languages because there's so many different languages. And my friend was, I was sitting there, I'm going, I'm going, what's going on? He goes, I don't know. I don't speak that language. I know because right. there's over 2,000 dialects. Yeah. I mean, I speak Hindi, but um, I mean, my great grandparents are Nepalese and, Indi- and Indian. They're a mix and they were sent down to the Fiji Islands by the Brits like two, three generations ago. So even the Hindi that you speak from the Fiji Islands is very different from the Hindi that they speak in, in India. But I have friends in India. I've been there. Uh, before and you know that we speak in English because we don't understand each other's <laughs> dialect, so it's like okay, at least we speak English. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. A, uh, I have a silly question though. Speaking of Bollywood and Star Wars, Bollywood is over the top, high energy, bright colors, its own world. Yes. Star Wars is over the top, bright colors, its <laughs> yes. own world. Is was there any similarities working in the Bollywood realm and the Star Wars realm? Honestly, they are very different because Bollywood is Bollywood and Hollywood is Hollywood, there you know. You go. <laughs> Big difference in the way the production is. And and Star Wars was very special effects orientated. Gotcha. Very like, you know, you had to have a lot of imagination because you're surrounded by a blue screen. But then when you watch the movie, you're like, oh, that's what the background is. So it's very different. When you're fighting, doing a fighting scene, you've got a lot, you've got to lead a lot to the imagination. Yep. I mean, things have changed a lot with the Bollywood films, okay. what they are today compared to what they were before. Yep. But I always noticed that, like, being on set was just a different experience. Okay. Like, they always had a tea man because Indians were big on drinking tea. <laughs> so they had a tea man specifically on set yep. for you. If you wanted tea, get the tea man, which you don't have on a normal set. <laughs> Makes sense. Of course. The I, makeup was very different, more yeah. over the top, I would say. The, obviously, the color, the costumes. Yep. You know, I mean, dancing. You don't get dancing unless you make you watch a musical. <laughs> it's yeah. a standard to have music they and have dancing to, yeah. in an Indian Bollywood film. Mm-hmm. You just don't have that on a normal film. And then, you know, we know that Bollywood's the biggest film industry in the world, so yep. we know that they're making so many films and there's always so many people in them. And I think they're just generally larger crew, larger cast, 
it's just an entirely different experience. But I'm sure, like, I mean, they're just both the same. They're just both as much fun. Yes. But obviously, you know, with very different sort of, like, you know, markets, like, you know, different visions and things like that. But I love the experience. Both of them I loved. I got you. <laughs> Although it does make me curious to see a Star Wars movie with a dance scene. Just one. Just one. Just oh, one. I know. That would be so funny. It would be so out of character. Yeah, though. there's no dancing. <laughs> is, is there any dancing in Star Wars ever? I can't no, think No, of... I mean, no one would really be doing I mean, lightsaber fighting is probably as close you get yeah, to dancing. there you go. Oh, there's no That's dancing funny. in the Star Wars universe. We just discovered something. I never even thought of that before. <laughs> I know, right? Because we know there's dancing in the Marvel universe from that meme from Falcon and Winter Soldier. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so are you in L.A. now? Are you L.A.-based I'm actually, I've been in L.A. for the last five to six years, yeah. Too. How'd that transition go for you? Uh, it was actually a bit of a difficult transition. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. I mean, I was very organized in moving there, but... You know, if you want to be in the film industry, I wouldn't necessarily leave your post and go to Hollywood. I think that you really want to create your own production, I think, no yeah. matter where you are. But, I mean, yeah, a lot of people do move to Hollywood and, and want to make it. But, I mean, I was just looking for a change in scenery. It wasn't just about Hollywood for me. It was like many different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a central place to be. Yeah. But it is, you know, it's a very big place. I mean, it's like an abyss. You can get lost in it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to sort of make friends and connect with people. And you can lose a lot of motivation, mm. you know. I mean, my, you know, angle has changed to what I want to do since I've been there, which has kind of been a good thing for me, actually. There you go. But some people come there and, and then, unfortunately, they're too busy trying to just, like, survive yeah. the city that they lose all focus. So I always say to people, don't come there unless unless you've got the funds and you can live off those funds, You will, your focus will be taken away from the very thing that you really came there to do. I got you. Yeah. Oh, that's good advice. And yes. especially with the tough year we just had, it's oh, good, yes. yeah. good yes. that everything's opening back up. But yeah. you mentioned a focus. I wanted to ask you, is there anything you're, you're focused on right now or anything you can plug that you that's coming up in the future that you're excited about? Well, I worked on a movie called Bloodsucker Jones. It was a horror film, no nice. doubt. I played a nurse zombie. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Very small part. It was a lot of fun. And I'm doing a an actual film there you with go. Justin, the director, when he created, created that movie. So we're going to be doing another film. I've got a part in that. We're expecting it's probably going to film next year, but can't say too much. Just, you know, just that's all I can say. I like it. Um, and then um, I'm actually working on a kid's book right now. Oh, nice. Very interesting kid's book. I've been writing a sci-fi script. Oh. Yes. And I've got a few different sort of entrepreneurial things that are going on. But I don't really like to say too much. But when things do actually happen, I'll definitely be letting people know. <laughs> oh, it, it's just awesome to hear the creative process is starting and going. Yes, yeah. thank you. So wh- where can everyone find you? Are you on the socials? I am. If, if you're on Instagram, I'm under Jedi Nalini. In fact, I've got three pages, but the acting one is Jedi Nalini. Facebook, under Nalini Christian. Snapchat, I think I'm under Jedi Nalini. <laughs> or Nalini Christian, you'll probably find me there. And uh, Twitter, I think I'm Nalini or Nalinika. I'm not sure. I think it's Nalini Christian. I should really know these things, shouldn't I? <laughs> but if you just type in Nalini Christian, I'm sure you'll, you'll find me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, they're giving us, the, they want to watch the movie now. It is oh, movie time. It's yes. movie time. So thanks so much for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. It's a lovely, lovely, lovely time. I get to brag that now I got to sit and talk with the Jedi. And oh, I'm going to be know. cooler than all my friends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, thanks for being here. All right, everyone. So let us know what we think of the podcast. Yes. We want to hear from you. You can hit us up on all our social medias at Assuming Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can Gmail us, assumingposition at gmail.com. 
every podcast I ask Mikey how he wants the Gmail sent to us. What in what format do you want to send? It should be Star Wars related. Jedi mind trick. That's Don't it. even email me. Just put that thought into Just my brain. Put that thought in your brain. Yes. <laughs> but again, we, we want to thank Order sixty six for this opportunity. Yes, for be sure. sure to check out both their stores, and also they got a new website, rebelscum.com. Be sure to check that out as yeah. well. Oh yeah, and every Friday, right? Every Friday, they you can order stuff online. They live stream, and you can order and. I want to call out Bobby. He does great live stream stuff all the time. So follow Order 66 on all their socials. It's a whole lot of fun. So, again, thank you, Nalini. Thank you. We want to thank Not Scott Productions for our equipment, that guy Brad for our announcing, Jazzler for our music, and we hope you guys have an awesome week. We're going to go watch a movie now.